3: That is us, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak bringing you week 11 pregame coverage of Saints versus Rams. The defending Super Bowl champs have fallen on just as hard times as the black and gold this year. A battle of 3-7 and seven versus 3-6.
4: and six. I can put that into perspective for you, which is kind of funny. So Dennis Allen has never had a winning record in his career um, as a head coach. Yeah. At least. Uh, Sean McVay had never had a losing record in his career as a head coach until this year about that
3: yeah it's it's unbelievable right and i think there's all kinds of McVay stats too about i I think there was something the fact that when they lead going into halftime they were i forget what the record was but i think that got snapped this year as well
4: yes it's just been all bad for the for them oh they sold
3: their soul for the super bowl so
4: and here's something (laughs) we can clean up uh because this was kind of wild over the weekend so peter schrager
3: yeah i saw that
4: (laughs) Went on Bill Simmons' podcast, which he does often, um, and reported that Sean Payton gave the Saints a pep talk prior to that shutout of the Raiders. Now we knew he was in town. I walked, I, I walked right by him. I right. saw him in the parking lot of the Saints facility. Sean Payton, not Peter Schrager, Sean Payton, <laughs> uh, and so like, and we asked Pete Carmichael that day. I was like, "Oh, Sean's it town. What, did you see him?" He's like, "What? Uh, he didn't even know Sean was here." So that's why when I heard Peter's report, I was like, "That's strange." Like. You know, it's weird weird, weird. they would, like, keep that hidden. Like, like if if he gave a pep talk to the team, I don't know why they would keep that a secret. But uh, it's Alvin Kamara. Yeah. (laughs) Quote tweeted a story about it and said, this is fake news. Who told you this? And Peter was like, yeah, my bad. (laughs) Because he, I guess he misinterpreted it. I don't know. And it was just kind of a funny thing where, like he didn't it's like a three-week-old minor story right like it's not like it was huge news where i would have expected him to like turn over every stone and vet this information yeah and he didn't like report it in any big way he literally said it an hour into a bill simmons podcast which i don't listen to it i would have never known i could have said it on a podcast but it definitely picked
3: up steam oh my god it blew up and it's
4: like it's just wild how quickly that can happen of like He literally just makes this offhand comment an hour into a podcast, and suddenly one person hears it and writes it up, and then all of a sudden it's just building and building on itself. And meanwhile, I'm sure Peter knew that it was like, oh, wow, I I got that wrong long before Alvin quote tweeted him and was like it was just kind of just hoping it would go away because <laughs> like reporters that happens occasionally right like someone tells you something and you you misunderstand i'm sure like someone told him something back then and he misunderstood it back then so it was like this time bomb of misinformation in his mind that it was just a question of whether he stepped on it or not <laughs> um or landmine and and so it's just kind of like like don't believe like like vet your own you have to vet your own information like don't just like take Something that someone says offhand an hour into a podcast and act like this is gospel. Because, you know, they're doing the same thing that you are. They're, they're hearing something from somebody and they're reporting it. And in this case, it was wrong. And so everyone took it and ran with it. It oh, was yeah. like, wow, what a surprise. Sean Payton shows up and all of a sudden the team's better. Well, that's not actually what happened. I mean, he did show, I mean, maybe just him being being in the proximity of the team maybe (laughs) is what forced that to happen. But there was no pep talk, and so that was just a red herring.
3: No, after Alvin Kamara called him out on Twitter, you could almost, like, see the Homer uh, Simpson gif of Schrager, you know, slowly walking it back into the bushes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, But, you know, I I thought the same thing, too, initially when I heard that, you know, Sean Payton was visiting. Uh, Obviously, I thought he would have
4: stop by said something to the team but that was not the case i mean he you know from what we have understand understood from alvin and from everyone, everyone else us, right and that was what we what we reported at the time that was like what we were told at the time he's just there any friends and so that's why when that came about this week it was just kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy everyone wanted it to be true right so they heard it and then they just jumped on it and it's like you know you got to be more careful like like take Take things with a grain of salt, especially when they're not. It's, like, it's not a big information. It's not like it's this like you know huge smoking gun report. It was just like this weird comment that he decided to make.
3: Well, and then the Saints fans obviously hearing that get back yeah. out of shape because it's like, oh, of course, Sean Payton's back around. And look what happens. The team plays inspired. They yeah. played motivated. They kicked the Raiders behind. Yeah,
4: and there's already so much negative De- Dennis Allen sentiment that everyone they was just, pile on they, they to ready it. for it. You sure. Know? And anyway, yeah, that, so that's not true. That didn't actually happen. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's it. That's that.
1: Well,
3: speaking of negative Dennis Allen, uh, I don't don't know know. if you'd call it news or uh, just in general dealing with Jameis Winston has been kind of a touchy subject. And this is what Jameis Winston had to say in the locker room this week about, you know, being ready to play or and not being, I guess you would say, utilized and put back in the lineup now that he is good to go.
5: No, I'm I'm, I'm, so, uh, he- I'm healthy enough to play. Yeah, right. So, but that's it. But my role right now is to uh, be the leader that I need to be, not not the leader that I want to be. Right. So, uh,
4: that's all that's all I can do. Yep. Jim, is from talking with them. Do you think health is factoring into the decision that they're wi- they're waiting to see you healthier
5: before they make a I uh, I I can't speculate on that either. Uh, I'm just gonna trust trust myself. You know, do what's best for me, and uh, and that right now, that's treating this as it is what it is, and being the leader that I can be to this team. Would you say doing what's best for you? Like, would you like to be healthier when you finally get that? Decision? I would love, I would love to be healthier. I mean, but no one, no one comes into the season, well, during the season, and it's fully healthy. Yeah. So uh, outside of health, uh, I would love to be uh, with this team, playing, but. My role right now is to be the leader that I can be and encourage them anywhere that I can without playing. Yeah, this like
4: the
0: stretch this team has. Do you think, are you confident this team can turn it around this, this
4: Yeah, it's a
5: week-to-week lead, so right now our focus is on this week, and I'm confident that we can go out there and get a win this week. That's what we're capable of doing.
4: How eager are you, though, to get back out there? I had a good point to show people what you can do after all the rehab
5: of no, last this is, year. Man, this, it, it hurts my soul. And that's all I, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. I think following up on Nick's question, he's asking if you'd rather be 100% healthy when you play. I know that's not always an option, um, but I, I don't know if you're wrong. Are you asking if you would rather be 100% healthy by the time you play, even if you have to wait, or do you just want to play now? No, he
5: was, at, he was asking how it feel not playing, right? Like, yeah, no, 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 that's, like, it yeah. It sucks not playing, right? But, like, I, I can't speak on anything that I can't control, right? The only thing I can control is who I am to this team right now, and, uh, and that's that's my focus. That's my focus and being prepared when my numbers call. I was interested in that, though,
3: like,
6: would you rather be – Wait a few weeks and be healthier when you get the chance, or you you want the chance right now? Like if you if you had a decision to right? make, just kind of trying to peg
5: where you're at. You I'm like, I'm not gonna play the ifs yeah, and, you. And, and ands, right? Like I'm I'm what's going on right now, like right, is what I got to deal with right now and focus on right now. So I'm gonna handle what's going on right now, and when that time comes for uh, me to eventually get back on the field, which hopefully it will, but. I'm going to support Andy, I'm going to support this offense, I'm going to support everybody on the offensive staff the best I possibly can, Uh, and and that's it, because this, like I say, I wear this shirt, this big team, little me, even though it hurts my heart, right, it hurts my soul, uh, the way things have have turned out to be this year, Uh, but it is what it is. And we, so you, you had mentioned that your brain tells you you shouldn't have played that Tampa game. Because no, I know I should have. You wanted to play and you should have. No. This is different. He- though. Just health wise, I shouldn't but have played that t- like, no, This yeah. week is different, though. Now you Every really do feel so healthy in those two Absolutely.
0: It's has got such a natural instinct, though, right? As an athlete, you always want to play.
5: That's, that's it. When, when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. And, and that's how it is. But it is what it is. And, uh, and I owe it to this team to be in the role that I'm in right now, right? I owe it to this offense, to everyone. Uh, and I'm, should I apologize to the fans right? because I know, I know some of them want to see me out there. But uh, I think winning makes a lot, lot of things better. So we need to go out there and start with this week, get a win as a team because no, no one person uh, makes a team win. We need to go out there and get a team win, and I think we'll all be better. At the
3: end of the day, that was Saints backup quarterback Jameis yes. Winston, and you know definitely can tell from that he's still a team guy, all about wanting to do what's best for this team to get a victory. But man, you, you know, you listen to that, it's hard not to feel bad for Jameis Winston and why he isn't back in that starting role.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I, I just think like I. We could have played part of that. I felt like it was important to play the entire thing, just to give context of like how wild it is to hear get an interview with a backup quarterback saying, like, you know, I expected to be put back in when I was healthy, and no, and I'm not, um, despite being kind of told that was going to be the case. That's what he said. That he talked to coaches in London, and that when he took a step back, and he did not expect to lose his role based on those conversations, and he did. And you know, I think it's just kind of telling of like how this team is is going right now that you that that interview happened at all right um and yeah it's it's not a good look it's it's not a good look that's i'll leave it at that yeah and
3: you you just feel like i said for everybody involved there and you wonder what it's going to take for winston to get back into the mix of things and i think people are looking for some kind of spark from this team and i know we all clamor for Taysom hill to get the football but Maybe giving the ball to Jameis Winston will help bring some kind of spark to the offense that's put up ten points and thirteen
4: points the last two games. I actually disagree. I don't think it's a mystery at all. The only thing that's going to get Jameis back in the game is if Andy goes down with an injury because he's the backup quarterback. Like it's they're not going to make if they were going to make a quarterback change, they would have done it this week. Like that he he is the backup right now. You and don't think if Andy struggles even no. that they they'd go back to Jameis? No, because he has been struggling. What what's going to change? How much more can you struggle <laughs> than putting up 10 points against the Steelers? I mean, you're, you're not going to struggle worse than that. And if they've made that decision this week, it's going to continue to be the decision. They're going to drive this thing directly into the ground uh, with, with Andy at the, at the controls, if that's what happens. Maybe um, it's
3: something they're worried about, too. I'm trying to look for any kind of like reasoning in this. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> that that maybe the offensive line, because it's so banged up right now, they're worried about... James getting destroyed by Aaron Donald in this Rams defensive front this game. I don't know.
4: I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> where how you're approaching this and and like the logic you're trying to infer. I just don't think it's I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I think they have made this decision and it's not going to change. So
3: like ride or die, even like the entire rest of this year, we're we're pretty much going to be the uh, Andy is Dandy show.
4: I, th- I I believe that's the case. Yeah. I mean, again. Like I mean, he's I can't. The, he's I can't disparage that The way that much he's going, going to right get now. back into the game is the same way John Walford got into the game last week. <laughs> like, the, no, seriously. Like that's that's he is the backup quarterback, and you know they talk about those big team little me shirts. And yes. I, I actually didn't understand what they meant for a while. Like I just saw that like, team, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, there's a little me underneath it. And I think when things are going well, it's like, oh, that's cute. When they're going well it's poor, poorly, it's like just super corny. Um, but like, I think Jameis really does believe that. Like he he wants his team to do well. Um, but, yeah, I think he's the backup. I mean, the, the key, he doesn't like it. He says, quote, unquote, it hurts his soul. Sure. You know, and it, it is funny because we actually had a quote from Alvin a couple weeks ago who said, it irks my soul, which it's weird to have comments that close to each other that, in that proximity. Um, he was talking about Michael Thomas with his injury but and people complaining about it. But Yeah, um, he, my,
3: he doesn't want to play. He's uh, just riding out his contract and collecting money.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. But, um, no, it's... It's you can tell this is this is a this is a very painful situation for Jameis, like in the not in the literal sense, but also you know obviously there was a literal pain that he was dealing with. But he's um, definitely
3: better than me, though, because I'm telling you, like on the sideline and everything, there is no like sense of him pouting yeah. or being you know disgruntled. He is all about being in his tablet, trying to help the team out, being that cheerleader. I, I definitely would be probably the moody you know what
4: yeah he's handled this as well as you could expect, <laughs> as you could hope for a guy to get as he's getting passed over for a job he thought was his um so yeah i mean that, i think it is what it is but i just think that that's a wild interview to even even get midseason you know it's like if you if this was a hard knocks in season you know they would be it'd be all over that you know it would be it would be the the focus of the entire season
3: have you gotten to watch the arizona cardinals in season i have cardinals. not i not yeah, to
4: watch it um but I'm, I'm sure i'll watch it eventually uh i just this there's so much other stuff to, to focus on that it's like okay I'll, I'll, I'll skip that for now
3: yeah definitely interested though in that whole kyler murray dynamic over there going on with cliff kingsbury um it does not seem to be you know something that is a positive and wondering uh if Kingsbury's job is in in danger. Coming, I don't know if season but definitely at the end of this year.
4: It kind of feels like you you get one bad season now. Like, and if you're a head coach, like there's no there's no um, Marvin Lewis's in the NFL anymore. Like, if you have a bad season, yeah, you're, 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 your 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 seat is right? already out. hot. Like, there's no there's no working through it. Now, if you're a first year head coach, and that's why I think Dennis Allen is safer than people might think he is, is you're not firing a first year head coach unless things go down in flames. And you know, I don't think their Saints are there yet. No,
3: um, I would expect more changes to the staff than at head coach here right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you know, when I I, th- I also think Jameis makes a good point. Everything feels a lot worse when you're losing games.
3: Yeah, you winning's know? a lot more fun for sure.
4: Well, I mean, winning <laughs> winning cures a lot of things. Uh, and you know, I think this is one of those situations where if you go out and win today, things are going to feel a lot different next week. And now, who knows what they'll do in San Francisco? But if you can get to San Francisco coming off a win the conversation's a lot different and everything you're talking about is a lot different.
3: Hanging out with Jeff and Steve on First Date, give us a call on Oakland Hart Jewelers Talking and Text Line, 504-260-1870. More First Take after the break here on WWL. You! Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
7: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Back here on First Take, want to hear from you. Who, that nation on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talking Text Line 504260. 1870 Jeff Nowak, and along with me, Steve Geller, here on WWL. We are going to check in with Carl in Hammond, line one. Carl, what you want to talk about today?
5: Well, I feel like two things. Jameis does deserve another chance. I mean, he, Eddie Dalton basically is doing the same thing he was doing, throwing interceptions and fumbling. So he should get in. And I feel Michael Thomas really is hurt. I feel he would play. He plays hard when he does play. How can you feel another man's body? I mean, how do we really know how his, you know, his injury feels right now? So uh, that's the
4: two points that I wanted to bring out.
3: Yeah, and with Michael Thomas, the guy's dealing with a dislocated toe.
4: Well, I mean, it's like yeah, it's kind of like a turf toe ligament thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same type of injury that you have with Trevor Penning and. You know, the difference is when it's not your big toe, it's not technically turf toe. Right. right. So that's yeah. why it's like. Why not, is that, though? Right. You know? I don't know. It's just, a, just, just what they call it. I, I think turf toe should be retired as a term anyway. It's like, it's just like makes people think it's not as bad of an injury as it is. Anyway, moving on. Um, and I agree. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not saying I, that Jameis shouldn't get a chance. I actually I would like to see Jameis get court a chance. Just
3: for whatever reason My point team is,
4: isn't. Dennis Allen <laughs> does not feel like Jameis should get a chance. Because if he did, then Jameis would be playing right now. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Because like, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I would like to see a quarterback change. I think the reason that everyone's talking about it is because there's a good number of people who are like, yeah, can we just see what we have there? Like, no one is happy with how this team is playing right now.
3: Yeah, I think it would be obviously different if the offense was still quote-unquote producing like we had heard in the past from Coach Dennis Allen, the fact that, you know, as long as the the offense was putting up points which the last two games – It's been abysmal. It's not been fun to watch at all. It looked stale, not creative. So it's just it needs something to be different. And you figure the number one starting point would be at your head guy, the guy, the trigger man, the quarterback.
4: And it's a bad look because he set this up himself, right? Like, it's not like he said, like, yeah, we're going with Andy. He said, we're going with Andy as long as the offense continues to perform. And it's like you chose to put that caveat in there. No one – put a gun to your head and said make sure that you leave a back door open here like he chose to leave that door open and then slammed it without like following through on what he said right and so that that's where I kind of get annoyed by it's like if you're going to say something like don't don't act like it just didn't like because this door that you left open you're ready to walk through it and then you're like no so that's where I kind of get annoyed with
3: it see that's why I'm I'm wondering too we yes we know that Jameis Winston isn't going to be probably healthy this entire rest of the season. Are they still trying to protect him and look out for the best of his interest? Uh, I see a a dangerous, you know, Ram squad coming into this game with a guy like Aaron Donald and a beat up offensive line where possibly three of your five starters are out. So maybe you're maybe, maybe you're trying to protect him.
4: Whether you are or not, whether this is an active decision that you're making to try to protect him you are doing that because I like whether you want to see Jamison there or not, I don't know if he'd be able to do any better than Andy would be as he's laying flat on his back getting blown up by Aaron Donald. So like it may be this probably is in James' best interest, <laughs> but like the team played him in week two and weeks two and three. That was not in his best interest. <laughs> so like right. uh it, whether whether they are making an active decision there or not, I think that is what's happening.
3: Yeah, and I really did believe last game there was a chance that we would see Winston get inserted into the game if Dalton struggled that just wasn't the case but I I guess I'm still holding out hope that there's that's there this game obviously I'm hoping that's not the case I don't want Andy to struggle but if it's like this team only has three points going into halftime there's they're, they're gonna have to do something to get that spark it's either that or you know more QB power with Taysom I don't know
4: yeah, I mean, maybe that is the best. Like, I do wonder if that is the, the best option you have at a certain point. It's is- got to be
3: more than 1.9 yards per carry with the rushing game last week. Well, I, I
4: just mean Taysom in the sense that at least he can protect himself. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. But well, I think we've we've hammered this Andy, Jason, James thing <laughs> enough, uh, considering it's not even going to be a subject in the game because we're, we're going to watch Andy. But I do think, like, the pass rush is going to be interesting to watch because you don't have Marcus or Cam.
8: So right. who's
4: going to be in there, right? Like – is Peyton Turner going to be able to 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 show why he was a first-round pick? You know, is Carl Granderson going to have, make an impact? Tano Passano, Jabari Zuniga, who I know nothing about. Right. Because <laughs> he j- just got signed to the practice squad this week, and now he's up uh, on the active roster um, for the game. Like, I don't know. But, you know, this is a offensive line that's in shambles for the Rams. Like, we can talk about the Saints being in shambles on the offense. The Rams are in the exact same situation. And if your defensive line can't take advantage of that, because you're missing so many pieces, then that's a that's a recipe to lose this game. Like, you can win this game because of the circumstances the Rams are facing, but you have to take advantage of those circumstances, and you don't have the key pieces that you would want to to be able to do that. So, you know, DeMario Davis, maybe he's more involved in the pass rush, but can you do that with Pete Werner out? right? Do you, are you able to... Have your linebackers rush the passer when you when you don't have your your starting will linebacker? Can well, Caden Ellis show up again? I, was I don't say know.
3: Caden Ellis at least was a spark last game. Maybe he can continue that, put another you know good game together there. But yeah, I'm I'm interested. I, I called out last game. I thought a big factor was going to be Peyton Turner in Pittsburgh. I'm, yeah. I've been waiting for this guy to break out for the black and gold and, now would be the a great time with you know two guys two key guys out along that defensive line.
4: Well, one thing they really struggled with in Peyton Turner was a big part of this is they could not keep contain yeah. on the edges they just got they they did not compose their rush well at all. Like Kenny Pickett got sacked six times, but if you watch that game, if you rewatch it a lot, like there was only like one or two sacks that like were like okay drive killing sacks. A lot of them were sacks a yard behind the line of scrimmage because he escaped the big loss, and you were able to take him down short of the line, or he escaped a, a big sack and was able to throw it away. And, like, the reason he's able to do that is because you either get sucked inside or you rush too far upfield and you leave a lane for him to escape. That's not going to be the case this week, right? Like, Matt Stafford is very much in, like, the, the Tom Brady mold of, like, very statuesque. He's going to try to stay in the pocket. He's going to try to climb the pocket. He's not going to try to escape it. So maybe that does help, especially with young rushers who just want to pin their rears back and get upfield.
3: We were critical of people with commercials. Stafford's another guy who got one after the Super Bowl. I think it was uh, with hey. AT and T, right?
4: Yeah, and he's not very good in those.
3: No, he's not.
4: He's, he doesn't have like a much that, personality. That's why they were like, ah, he,
3: we'll just give him that one gig, and I don't think anybody else is. Well, I gave him.
4: him like a full monologue, and it's like this isn't what he's good at. Well, don't do this.
3: But you know, something that this defense, the Saints' defense, has to control this week too is a a Rams rushing attack that's been non-existent because that's been a huge problem for this team and right. it's been a strength for the Saints over the years is is containing the run, and That just hasn't been the case.
4: Like the Saints offense is not going to have a great day. I think we can already go in there and expect that. But the defense has to put the offense in good situations. The defense has to sack the quarterback. They have to get pressure on Matt Stafford. They cannot allow the Rams to establish the run. And neither of those things should be the case right like or i'm sorry like the run that shouldn't be the case like they don't have a good running game like if you allow them to establish the run that means you have not been able to do what everyone else has done right uh and if you can't you know expose a team's weaknesses then you're gonna lose a lot of games
3: on the oakland heart jewelers talking text line we're gonna go to jimmy and gretna you can give us a call who that nation 504-260-1870 jimmy good morning what you got for us today
0: Hey, man, I'm excited. This is real football weather. I know the game's inside, but the tailgate headed to <laughs> Champion Square. And, I, look, it is what it is. Yeah, like you guys said in the promos, two uh, former powerhouses at NFC. You know, you got the defending Super Bowl champs. The sad part is you can get a $20 ticket right now on the secondary market. StubHub, right. All that kind of stuff. It's kind of sad. Obviously, we're not going to have a huge crowd. Um, you know, even the Pelicans are uh, having more expensive tickets, which is like the first time I've ever seen that. Um, I'm not saying it's a basketball city yet, but uh, and L.A. is full of people that aren't even from L.A., so they don't really travel. Um, Look, I want to get your take on this. You know, we hear about the the quarterback situation, obviously. Dalton's 35. He's on the back end of his career. He's a serviceable guy who can check down and throw the screens to Kamara and all that. But, again, he just does just enough to lose. Again, he's on the back end of his career. Look, Taysom Hill. I know people are complaining. I I thought, like you guys, that by now, if Winston's healthy, he would be the uh, assumed quarterback for the rest of the season to see if he's, if for nothing else, to see if he's worth uh, any long-term investment from a standpoint of us, you know, having him or keeping him around maybe into next year. Because again, we don't have a first-round pick to tank on here, guys. And I think for the listeners who might be unsure about this. We can't just lose every game, and this is going to benefit us from a first round. It's only going to benefit the Eagles there. Uh, look, I'll say this. I'm not the biggest Winston fan, and Dolan's on the back end. I'm more of a Taysom Hill fan. It, you can look at it this way, too, and I want to ask you all a question on this. From Taysom Hill's contract perspective, is and I, he scored four touchdowns like four games ago, one throwing, three running. Uh, we've barely seen him since is this some connection incentive-wise to his contract that he's not getting as many snaps? Because I've heard things, again, I'm not a data analytics guy, but uh, that if he gets so many snaps from a QB uh, position, then they have to pay him a lot more. Or that's why they're maybe furloughing him to tight end. It's like a purgatory or something. You know, he's 8-2 as a starting NFL quarterback. I'd be fine with Taysom Hill starting the rest of the way. Because, again, when he comes into the huddle and he runs over a linebacker, the other players and the crowd, they all get up on their feet and and they get they get behind the guy. So my question to you is this: Is there some contract incentive as to why they're not letting him play certain positions or get as many snaps so that he doesn't hit some threshold and uh, Gail Benson has to cough out more money or something? I don't know what's going on with that. So anyway, who that? Let's get a victory and I, I want to. I'll hang up and listen to your response there.
3: Who that, Jimmy? Thank you. Jeff, you looking up the details right now? Of, I, I, don't, I don't, and I don't think the team would be holding Jameis back from reaching any kind of incentives on a deal. Oh, he's talking about Taysom. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, that I'd have to look up. I know that his contract was kind of built into like, okay, if he's the starting quarterback, he gets a higher percentage of of the potential guaranteed money. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think that he's anywhere near that. <laughs> because you, you know he would have to start games but maybe that maybe that is a factor in terms of starting games I don't know I'd have to look up some of those number things but yeah it's it's just a big question in terms of what you're looking at and
3: to me the incentive is winning and I don't know if yeah. you're
4: holding anybody back for that right now no I don't think so I don't I, I don't think so at all but um, it is something to look at I think it's a good point, um, and worth kind of kind of diving into some of the details there but yeah
3: you're Your Oakland Heart Rolex time check is two hours, 18 minutes to kickoff in the Superdome. Steve Gellerick, Jeff Nowak here on First Take. Coming back with more after the break here on WWL Saints Radio.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
8: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
3: back on first take and I don't know about you but my belly's already rumbling I didn't get to get any grub on the way out the house you know I actually woke up kind of uh dis- little discombobulated today I had one of those I'm running late dreams And I was in high school, though. It wasn't even like a job, which is kind of odd because I'm an old man now and I shouldn't be having high school dreams, but uh, definitely missed having breakfast and looking (laughs) looking forward to some uh, in-studio food later
4: on. And I know we have some... Uh, great pizza that usually gets delivered here. It's one of those dreams where you wake up, and for like 10 minutes, you don't realize that it's like, that doesn't make any sense. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so thanks to the folks at Magazine Pizza 1068 Magazine for feeding our game day crew. You can dine in or get delivery, and it's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Plus, Magazine Pizza also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check out their website at magazinepizza.com. And so – You know, one of the questions we got is why isn't Taysom eating more in his offense? And the question was about the contract and whether there are some escalators in there that he might hit or is close to hitting. And that's why you're not seeing as many Taysom Hill QB snaps now. You know, whether he's starting at quarterback or, you know, being this one-off, you know, I don't think – you know what I think the question is okay if he started at quarterback, maybe he'll hit some of these escalators. There's nothing with the one offs that is getting him even close, <laughs> according you know my understanding, and I've kind of looked this up because I didn't want to just dive into this without having any idea and saying something that wasn't true so my the understanding I have is that he would he has a lot of escalators in his contract that are only valid to be hit if he had thrown. 224 passes in the previous season that's a weird number i don't know but it's there so like he's actually not eligible for any of those escalators this year even if he hit those numbers he would have to have done it hit that escalator number to trigger them in the previous season so like sure if he threw the correct number of passes this year then in 2023 he might be eligible for some of these incentives but he is nowhere near that number and he didn't hit it in 2021. So there's really no none of those escalators are in play right now.
3: Well, he's throwing like one pass a game. maybe. Right.
4: like you're, I don't even I don't even need to look up his total passes. It's like <laughs> under 12. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. So that's not a factor in terms of why you're not playing him this season. If if you started him for like eight games, he might get close to that number. But obviously that's not going to happen.
3: Yeah, and I think it shows you too how frustrated guess who that's are right now. It's like, well, if not Just looking for answers, yeah, if <laughs> if not Jameis, then please put somebody else in. Put Taysom in next. We're going to be getting calls for you know Jake Luton to be getting into the lineup. Luton, Luton. You I always, I, with always that name. I, bro- I butcher his name constantly. Yeah, uh, going to go to the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talking text line. You can give us a call 504-260-1870. And our buddy down under Tony. Tony in Australia, what you got for us today, my man?
0: Hey, I'm Steve. Yes, a couple of things. Okay. Firstly, I had a meeting with some people last Tuesday to get the ball rolling for me to come over there next season. Second, I get to see the game live today at 5 a.m. Monday morning. And thirdly, who, in your opinion, uh, do you think will take over um, the the D-line with Camber now. First
4: question, how long is that flight?
0: Uh, fifth, if, if we can get a flight direct to Dallas, it's 15 hours, Oof. and then an hour and a half to New Orleans.
4: Hopefully they're playing better by the time you make that flight, because that would be a rough flight to make for a game this season. Huh. Um, but thanks for the call, Tony. Yeah, so the D-line, yeah, I mean, that's a question. Who is the leader on the D-line when Cam and Marcus are out? You know, is it David Onyemata, right? Like, it's... It is a good question because I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, I would think, you know, a guy that's been there, done that definitely for this team is a David Onyemata. And you look at maybe uh, another experienced veteran but hasn't been necessarily on the Saints, though, and a Cantavius Street.
4: Yeah, or maybe a Tano, right? You know, a yeah. guy that's been here multiple seasons and is a veteran player. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, but you are going to need people to step up there at that position and or at that you know in that part of the field <laughs> and to take advantage of this weak offensive line they're facing. And
3: you mentioned too, like someone that m- might be more involved in the pass rush, a guy like Demario Davis. Obviously, a leader just all around for that entire
4: day. Has already set a record, personal record for sacks this season. He wasn't that involved against the Steelers. Um, it'll. I hope to see that change today.
3: First take here, g- wrapping up. We're going to be kicking things off with the Bud Light countdown to kick off at 10 o'clock. Be talking to Christian Garrick and Bobby Abair. but more first take a little bit after this break on WWL Saints Radio. Back here on First Take, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak welcoming in. One half of the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. Christian Garrick, how you better doing, half. my man? The better half. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, At least we'll see a good-looking Saints squad on the field today, and I mean that in uniform-wise with those throwbacks.
6: Yeah, my, my kids were excited about that. That means nothing to me, absolutely zero. <laughs> and I'm glad to learn this morning when I was listening to you guys coming in, I'm not the only one that's irked by these Baker Mayfield commercials, right? Uh, Jeff, I heard you ran on it. I thought it was spot on. In particular, these commercials from these quarterbacks, like, I disagree with you about the Matthew Stafford AT commercial. I think it was a script more than it was anything. And I know I should be talking about the game, but this game is going to be bad. This, so why would I waste? We yeah, got plenty to, to talk about. Two I, hours I'll talk about that.
4: anything that isn't the Saints playing football.
6: And quite frankly, we forgot the Little Caesars pizza from uh, from Matthew Stafford. He's Little Caesars. you have a uh, Little Caesars one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember you ever that. You have seen those? Well, he's the main one. Yeah. He's he's like. Oh, now that he, you're right, yeah, I can't he, think about he it. He shows up with a pizza. I don't know. Hot and, and like, ready. Patsy Pafferson. You know, it's, <laughs> it's
4: weird. Another weird one. Um, I don't know. Sorry.
6: I just heard you guys talking about the commercials earlier. I
4: will I will co-sign all of the Caesars, um, like, Manning commercials. Those are funny. I enjoy those. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. But they they have all the free time in the world. Like they, they can do these commercials. That's
6: well, what it's supposed to be. Peyton and Eli are
4: um,
3: they're gems in terms of their comedic value. That's true. You know, it was this, uh, they didn't even have a Manning cast, though, last Monday Night Football. I guess they don't do it every game. No, they don't. They, I think it's 11 a year.
6: It's <laughs> just funny to me. So random. Yeah, it's just like Saints a Saints pregame you show. You get paid a small fortune to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're Manning. You can do that yeah. stuff.
3: Just That'll wrap. Set it. your price. Let's wrap things up here on First Take with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. We'll be bringing things to you with more pregame coverage on the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff. The Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber and Christian Garrick right up after this on WWL Saints Radio.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.